Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today we're looking at boundaries in improv with returning guest San George. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show. Give us a boost and help get our name out there. That also applies for Spotify um, because they are accepting reviews and star ratings now. So if you're listening on Spotify, then... um, If you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate that too. And now it's time to go off script and talk all things boundaries in improv with San. And please welcome to the show. She's a show regular. She's an LCI regular. She's an Oika and she's my good friend, San. Hello, everybody. Hello, Ian. Thanks for having me back yet again. Well, it's always great to chat with you, San. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm excited to talk about this topic with you. So we're going to be discussing boundaries in improv. We're going to be looking at, you know, what are boundaries? Why is it important that we discuss boundaries? Uh, Because it's important that people feel comfortable when they're getting involved in improv. Yep, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. Go on. So, yeah, when people come along to an improv session, whether it's the first time, whether it's a thousandth time, you know, it is important that they feel safe and they feel that they can sort of relax and not be on edge. And it only ever takes one small thing to sort of upset the apple cart. And it, it, it's often something you can't predict. You don't know what people are going through. Yeah. You don't know if something's changed since the last time you saw that person. And they they might have been happy with one thing one week and then for whatever reason, they're not happy with it. So it's important that, you know, sessions start with check-ins and give people an opportunity to sort of say what they might um, not be comfortable with. Because as I say, it could be, it could be the smallest of things that you would never think of, but it's important that you give people a chance to say it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, it's important, to, especially, is to to read the room as well. And as you say, if if someone's along for the first time, you don't know their story, or even someone who's been there for ten years, you don't know their story. As you said, um, I think it's important to, to like body language is important as well. You can tell sometimes by body language if someone's comfortable or if someone's not. Um, and then if if you say something that you think triggers them. It, 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 it's like it's like where I used to coach football. You, it, it's who, who to know, who to, um, who can take a little bit more at certain days. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I know what I mean. Um, it's like, one, as I say, one week. Uh, uh, for example, in, in the football and the girls' world, it, one week, some one girl could come and she'd be happy go lucky, and you could say to her, "Listen, that was rubbish." But the next week, she could have come and had something bad at home. And it's up to you to realise that you can't say something to her this week. Um, you know, just give it a pat on the back and say, never mind next time. That makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about reading the room just in, in general. It's a really important skill. And I think if you are running a session, yeah. then it's important that you're alert to the possibility of some people not reading yeah. the room and you having to step in and remind people of boundaries. 100%, yes. Um, prime example, um, I was feeling great and everything was going good and then some some person um, said something to me and it, it did trigger something and I could feel myself going and that person um, harped on about it and saying, kept saying the same thing, kept saying the same thing and it was obviously that I was uncomfortable. So that patient should have just read, the, read it and said, okay, we'll forget it. And then maybe took me aside later on and said, are you okay? What happened? Just just for their sake as well as mine. So they know in the future, you know, if someone's, you can, you, sh, you, you should be able to tell if someone's being triggered, put it that way. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. And I think, you know, we we've spent a lot of time in our very happy, comfortable LCI bubble and sometimes if we we take ourselves off to, to try other things you yeah. forget that you know not everything is is done like the way that is done at LCI yeah. the way Emma does things and Emma takes a lot of care in in making people feel comfortable and yeah. uh, unfortunately that isn't a skill that all improv facilitators have that's true. That's very true. I learned that the hard way, but I mean, it hasn't put me off trying, trying something new. Just yeah. next time, I think you can set yourself boundaries as well. You can set yourself, um, you know, if if you know that's going to be uncomfortable, then just don't do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's up to yourself as well to take care of yourself. Yeah, and I think sometimes you don't know what's going to trigger you. I remember going to a session and I was put in a situation that just started to get more and more uncomfortable. Yeah. And it kind of surprised me and I wasn't sure what to do. So basically I went to this, I went to this session somewhere else and I was given long form a go. It was one of my first attempts yeah. at long form. You know, I love short form and I understand yeah. short form, but I'm trying to expand my horizons a little. And there was you know a group of people and there were some familiar faces there but there were some completely new faces to me and yeah. there was this one person there and he was i think new to improv he he was clearly an actor but okay. i think he was yeah. new to improv and he stood out instantly because he was walking around without shoes on he was just walking okay. around barefoot and i was like this is this is weird like this is like here we are in this random setting and this guy's just walking around without shoes on and he was very over the top and theatrical just in his his mannerisms and things yes. and there was a point where we were in a scene together and i'm sat down on a chair at one point and i can't really remember what the scene was about but this guy came over and started to untie one of my shoelaces okay and then <laughs> then he he was taking my shoe off right and i and I, I was doing my best to keep the scene going because i hadn't been in a situation like this before it's not something uncomfortable yeah like yeah. i didn't 
think I'd ever have to say. Uh, you know, please don't um, remove items <laughs> of my clothing in an improv scene. Um, <laughs> and then he started to take the sock off. Oh, no. Oh. And I was sitting there thinking, what on earth is going on? But because I'm the way, well, because I'm the way I am, I did my best to just keep the scene going. Same, and I was yeah. trying trying to make light of it, even though it was quite uncomfortable. And then the facilitator did step in when it reached the sock. And I was like, okay, so so that's the level for the facilitator, the the, the sock coming up. Yeah. Um, so that was just a weird thing. And it was one of those things like, I never would have guessed in a million years that someone was going to attempt to take my shoe and sock off in a scene. Oh, so yeah. even at a check-in at the beginning, I, yeah. I, I couldn't have said, oh, please don't take off my shoe. That's weird. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, going back to that as well, I can't, I, I, for obvious, well, not obvious reasons, people can't tell. I can't do physical stuff as well. I can't jump around and, Stuff like that. As much as my man wants to, my man wants to throw myself on the floor and jump back up, but I personally can't do that. So um, this one time again, unfortunately, it was the same session. We did do a check in, and I said, um, um, "Can we have you no know, jumping around, no physical stuff, please?" In my scene, and this person said, "Well, um, it's okay for them to do it, isn't it?" And I said, "Well, yeah," because I didn't know what to say. I right. didn't. I didn't say, "Well, no," because that makes me feel uncomfortable because. It, it gets me down and I can't do that. Uh, um, it was just um, so uncomfortable again. And then, like in the scene, they were, people were jumping up and down and, and I'm like, I can't do that. And then I felt like really out of my depth. Like it was like, you know, and then I just, I, I felt like throwing myself on the floor to see if I could do it, but I wouldn't have got right. back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fairly yeah. recently, I, I was in a session and it was quite a physical session but i had injured my hamstring um mm. just not long before it just the night before in fact oh. and i couldn't i there was lots of sort of squatting movements and crawling around oh. the floor and things but i just said look i i can't yeah. i've got an injury and yeah. and it was cool um but i think there needs to be that environment where people feel comfortable to actually mm -hmm. say, instead of just sort of going into themselves thinking, Oh no, I yeah. can't do this. And I don't want to tell people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Cause, because, because, I mean, I'm overweight yet, but because I look fit and because I look at it, people presume I am. And it's like, I shouldn't have to have it on my forehead. Listen, I can't do this. I can't, I'm not physical. I shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have to do that. You should, as you say, be comfortable with whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I remember just a week or two back, the last Flincher Funny Bone session that Seki and I were running, uh, we had someone come along for the first time, and he was a oh. great improviser. And he was, he he I is. Come along for the first time and a great. And just I love I love the buzz. I'm like yes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his first time doing improv. He's oh, no, he's a great improviser, no. but he yeah. doesn't live in the area. He was visiting okay. his brother, and right, yeah. he came. Um, because he was visiting his brother and he'd heard of us. So it was great. And we went to do the game Stand, Sit, Lie Down. Oh, yes. <laughs> as I was introducing it, I just, I thought, I don't know if this yeah. is something people are going to be comfortable with. So I, I did say, you know, if there's something in this game 
that you're uncomfortable with for any reason, please let us know. And then this yeah. this guy that was coming for the first time did say, oh, um, for the I won't give you the reasons, but he gave us a reason. And he said, so I'm not comfortable with the lying down bit. Can we just do stand, sit, lean instead? I said, perfect, Brilliant. let's just do stand, sit, lean. Yeah. And then the game sort of... Well, like when I'm there, then but just that, just stand, sit, lean instead. Yeah. Well, you know, Emma's had a massive impact on me. There's so oh, much yeah. there's so much that I have learned because I've been to so many of her sessions that without mm. even thinking, without even realising, I, I sort of default to what I've learned at LCI. Yeah, you're dead right, yeah. 100%. She is, I mean... Everyone loves Big Sugar, but she is something special, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And, you know, because the the last couple of years have been difficult for so many people. And, you know, we found LCI. Yeah. And it's it's really it's really helped us in the last couple of years because it's, it's, it's been a positive experience. And, and being a place where we feel comfortable is part of that that yeah. positive experience. Uh, yeah, and I think the big difference as well, going off Zoom into person, it was a big difference. Because if you're on Zoom in your own house, you can just switch the camera off if you feel uncomfortable. You can say, oh, the internet's gone, I'm going. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, it was a big step up for me to do it in person because I've never done anything acting or nothing. Um, yeah, and it's, I think it's important as well, if, if you're, if you've been doing it for, Thirty years or whatever, and you're an actor, and you see like a novice, such like well, not so much a novice now. You see someone who's doing it for the first time, whatever. I think it's important to um sort of not dull yourself down a bit, but sort of you know go to go not go to the, well, yeah, go to the level a little bit until they feel a bit more uncomfortable. I think it's important not to show off. Yeah. I, actually, I, I have found a lot of a few actors or people who've been doing it for years still show off a little bit. I mean, me personally, if someone comes along new, I'm nowhere, nowhere near as good as some people, but someone comes along new, I always make them feel comfortable. I always bring them into a scene um, or you know, just pat them on the back or just say, well done, even if they think they haven't done well. Yeah. As we, as we all know, there's no wrong in improv, but new, new people do tend to go, oh, and you go, no, that was perfect, brilliant. You know, I think it's important to look after each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I've been thinking a bit more about the acting thing recently because um, there's often talk about actors and improv and, and various yeah. things. Now, one of the things I think is a bit of a barrier for an actor that's coming into improv is yeah. to be an actor, you have to kind of be a bit selfish. You know, acting, Fair enough. it's a selfish thing and it's all about them. Yeah, and when you're stepping into the improv environment, it's it's the opposite of selfish. It, it's all about mm-hmm. building others up and yeah. not yourself. Yeah, and don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe that's a bit of the disconnect for actors. And yeah. I, I've got nothing against actors. I know oh, lots of wonderful same, actors. Same here. Yeah, I I love to act myself. Um, yeah. but I think yeah, as an actor. And actors kind of have to be selfish because they are yeah, their their biggest yeah. they are their biggest promotion tool. You know, mm-hmm. they always have to be putting themselves forward, and they have to they have to tell people yeah. that they're good. It's like 
if you're yeah. a build, it's a weird thing if you're in the creative arts and people ask you if you're good because if you say yeah. that you're good you're seen as arrogant yes but if you're in any other profession like if you're a builder and people yeah. are considering employing you and they say oh you're a good builder you're not going to say <laughs> oh, i'm rank average actually <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, true yeah and it's like well as a teacher like people people might question well are you are you a good teacher i'm like well um, I, <laughs> I've, I've been consistently employed for 17 years. I'd like to. <laughs> well, must be doing something right then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, if you if you speak to past pupils, they'll say nice things about me. So. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, but if I, 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 I guess it's, it's, it's a British thing. Yeah, it's not just actors though. Is it? I think it is some improvisation. Trying to get words out. Improvise that I've been doing it for a long time are pretty much the same as well. Some of them don't realise that, you know, as much as they're brilliant, they need to um, look after the novices, look after the ones. You know, obviously not everybody LCI's. Don't think I've come across that much in LCI, but certainly with the, the experience I had not long ago, um, as much as I enjoyed it, I did enjoy the experience. Um, some some of them, who I thought would be would be. Um, would look after you more that sort of didn't if that makes sense yeah um, i think i think there are times so sometimes if if you're going to go to a course of some kind and there's perhaps a well-known instructor yeah yeah um i think maybe people get so obsessed with trying to impress the instructor yes. that sort of the norms yeah. go out of the window like the the yeah things that they would normally do get forgotten about because yeah they put the focus on them and showing them to be great improvisers you know which which is not me i i just go i just go along and have a laugh and try to learn and just be me i i i, I don't change i've never changed for anyone you know i'm nearly 57 now and i'll never change for anyone um and if you don't like that, then it's fine. I'll just, I'll just be me. And um, I, I, don't be getting me wrong. It's, it's lovely if, it, if if they're impressed by me. If someone's impressed by me, you know, my head's as big as anybody else's. <laughs> but <laughs> but if if they're not, then it's okay. I'll I do my best. It's a, it's fine. That's that's my that's my way of life. That's my book on life anyway. Yeah, and that's a good way to be. You know, just be yeah. be the best version of you. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't happy with that when. Well, then they're not the people for you. Yeah, that's it. You must be all right with it because you've asked me, it's the third time you've asked me on, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I very much enjoy talking to you. <laughs> um, something, something that sticks out in terms of boundaries with me is, is the fact that I don't swear. Yes. It's just, it's just the way I am. It, no. It's never been something I do. Yeah, and you know, I, I put a lot of effort into keeping this podcast PG, mostly yeah. because I, I don't like the editing that it comes from <laughs> when I say people can swear. Um, but yeah, it's a perfect example of this. Is so I had a board game night around my house the other night, and we I've played. That, yeah. I'm coming to the next one. Wonderful. <laughs> um, we played uh, the game Cards Against Humanity. Okay. Um, are you aware of the game Cards Against Humanity? 
No, only what you've showed on Facebook. Okay. Never. Well, yeah. it's a pretty, it's a pretty dark and twisted game, which I actually mm. recently found out. I think the cards for it are actually written by some improvisers. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a pretty. It's not one for the faint-hearted, and there's lots of sort of swear words involved. Now, okay. here's the thing: I'm not against swear words. I don't just sit here and judge people for swearing. I, I understand <laughs> yeah. it, it's I'm a big part. <laughs> it's a big part of people's sort of modern vocabulary. It's just yeah. there's something in me that I I can't speak these words. I I just sort of they do not compute, and I sort of I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and there were some of these cards I had to read out and they had the swear words on and I would just really? have to sort of skip over those bits or oh, I'll say, fine. oh, the S word, the B word and yeah. things like that. That's fine, yeah. yeah. And the great thing is, I think there was a time when I was younger when people would be like, why don't you swear? And there were some people, oh. they were like making it their mission in life to hear me swear. And I'm like, why is it that important to you that you hear me swear? Yeah. Um, and then I discovered that it's something that I actually need to say in improv sessions when we're being asked, what are your boundaries? I have to sort of say, it's not really a boundary, but just, yeah. just so you know, I don't yeah. swear. And cause sometimes you're in scenes and you have to kind of repeat things and people yeah. just need to know there's a reason that I am not accepting their swearing offer. I'm, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. And it's, it's just a weird thing. It's because I'm surrounded by people that do swear, but I mean, yeah. it's gr great for my job that I don't swear because it's never going to slip out with the children. Have, have you never swore if you're in an argument and not like that? No. Wow. It's, that's, that's amazing. It's not, it's not where my brain goes. Yeah. That's um, amazing. But and it's, that's amazing then. <laughs> <laughs> but people like, have said like, why don't you swear? And I reached the point where I was just like, well, actually, why do you swear? Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I, I tend to swear if if I'm tired a lot. That's yeah. what I swear. Um, or at the football, which I'm not supposed to. I'm terrible. When they used to drink, I used to swear a lot, like, but don't drink now, so it's not too bad. Well, here's a little fact about me. I feel uncomfortable when I go to football matches. Yeah, you will do. And it's often because, yes, there can be a great atmosphere, but even when it, people are happy, when they're happy and drunk or when they're sad and they're drunk, I, I'm not always, because uh, I don't drink either. Yeah. Well, I don't drink, so I'm all right. <laughs> I, but I don't, always, I don't always approve of what's acceptable behaviour. Yes. And, and I, yes. see, I see people at the football and I see what they're allowing their children to, to oh, say okay. and do. And I don't always find it a comfortable place to be. No, I don't. I can't stand that. I can't stand children swearing. No, it's, no. I'd, no, I get you there. I get that 100%. I've, I, I've been to matches before where I've come, excuse me. You know what I mean? And like, well, oh, no. Yeah. Even though I've done it myself, but I wouldn't do it in front of the children, obviously. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> I'll say that like people are probably listening to that. You lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I'm just like a walking, talking sort of PG rated <laughs> film. But... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but 
but I mean, I do like to push it with innuendos. I do enjoy a good innuendo. Oh yes, yeah. But, oh well, that's one thing I don't. I don't really like a lot of innuendo. In, oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I really like. Um, yeah, I need to put that out there more because some some things do make me feel a bit uncomfortable. Okay. So um, so I'll tell you now then. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, for me, the thing with innuendo is. When when you're saying an innuendo, you're actually saying something very innocent. So it's actually yes. it's it's on the other person. Yeah. If, if they find yeah. a, um, a sort of a rude connotation, it's actually in their brain because you've just said something quite innocent. Yeah, yeah. I'll try and remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not I'm not against people doing it. Obviously, I've probably done it myself in the past. Obviously, but um, yeah, I think. If, I think again, though, it's only at certain times. If I'm feeling happy and all that, it's fine. But if I'm feeling a bit, bit low, um, like in, I can't even say the word again. <laughs> so, so sometimes I'll trigger to me. But yeah. I'll say, yeah. So it's just like it, it's it's just me. It's just yeah. And that's the thing. We want we want the improv world to be a place where people feel comfortable, and we just need to make sure that we we keep the dialogue happening that we keep asking what are people comfortable with what are people not comfortable with or often you don't know what what you're gonna be triggered by and people need to know that it's okay to just stop a scene sorry yeah i need to stop the scene yeah and then they'll say why Uh, or explain yeah you don't have to explain yeah. yeah so something Something I did recently, uh, there was an improviser. He'd put some stuff on a group or a few of the groups that I follow, and he was looking f- for people to do some script work. Okay. And I thought, yeah, that's great. Uh, I-, I love doing voice work. I've done a bit of it in the past. Um, I'll sort of get in touch, make myself known. And then he got back in touch after a little while. He- he'd listened to my voice on this podcast a bit and I'd uh, seen my YouTube channel and things and he decided that I was someone he wanted to work with. I said, great, send me over the script. He sent me over the script and I read Uh-oh. the script <laughs> and it just wasn't for me. I mean, for starters, all, all the characters that he wanted me to read for swore. So I was like, well, instantly, I know this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, and I... I didn't particularly enjoy the script. So I thought, I don't need to give my time to something I'm not going to enjoy. So I sent him a a nice message just saying, thank you very much for the opportunity. uh, But this just isn't, this project isn't for me. I thought, I don't don't need to explain why it's not for me. I said, like, good luck with it. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. But it's not for me. And then he sort of messaged back. Why? Well, why? What's wrong with it? So I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's not a a fit for me. There's things I'm uncomfortable with. Um, And then he he kept sort of messaging back, probing more. And I just had to say to him, look, it's it's nothing to do with you. This is my thing. And I don't have to explain myself to you. I'm just telling you (laughs) that I don't want to be a part of it. And that's the end of it. And what's at the end of it? um eventually it was yeah it went back and forth quite a bit and he was probing and probing and probing and i assumed he thought that i had a massive problem 
with the script. I didn't think the script was good or whatever. Well, well if I'm honest, I didn't think it was that good a script. It was. <laughs> it wasn't. Swear. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, one of my main issues was the language. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be. Uh, well, I know that you're not swearing, but I think a lot of people anyway would be like that. If it was too much swear words, I wouldn't want to read out a lot of swear words. Yeah, so I just thought, well, good luck to him. Off you yeah. go. You carry on with that. You don't need me. And then, but it was just the, just the mm. pestering. Well, why? What's the problem? What's the problem? Well, tell me. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> you don't need to know. Yeah. Well, I'm not being funny, but it should have been obvious, really, shouldn't it? Well, I don't know. People, are, some people are blind, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes that is the problem with boundaries, and it's yeah. it's just people just saying, "Well, I'm okay with this, so I'm just yes. going to assume everyone else is okay with this." Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. I have def- I've been in scenes where I've been uncomfortable, and I've carried on, and I've, I've gone off, and I've, I've, I think, "Oh, I was rubbish there," but I wasn't rubbish there. I was just taken back by what was happening in the scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, 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 watch, if you're watching the scene as well, and someone's it, that's uncomfortable as well, you just feel like going, "Excuse me, you shouldn't be doing that," but <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> well, I've I've been in scenes where sometimes I've said something that didn't seem like it was going to be a bad thing because you don't always know what's going to come out your mouth, and then I've seen other people's reactions, and I thought, "Oh, they're not happy with." Uh, the, the content, they're not happy with where this is going, and I'll yeah. do my best to try and change it. Yes, um, yes. And I've seen other people be in that situation, and sometimes people I really wouldn't expect it from, people that are, are really uh, thoughtful about this kind of thing, and they've mm-hmm. taken they've taken a scene in a in, in down a particular route. For example, I I remember this scene where someone turned the the scene into they were dealing with someone and the issue was cancer okay now they were actually in that scene with someone that had lost someone to cancer oh dear and i was watching it thinking oh this is this Mm. is very uncomfortable but the person if you hadn't lost somebody that i I wouldn't do a scene yeah now i i was surprised that the person (laughs) that actually took the scene in that direction because it's a million miles away from the sort of thing I would normally expect them to do. I just think in that particular moment, the scene, for whatever reason, sparked that in their head and mm. that was the way the scene went. And it was you know, the person that had lost the person oh, to gosh. cancer dealt with it very well. Um, oh. And did their best and they got through the scene and they didn't even make a scene about it and it wasn't spoken about but I knew that wow that was a massive personal struggle for mm. that person well um, that. yeah mm. and uh, and that's the thing the you know why should people have to suffer in silence yeah but yeah. that person decided not to make a deal about it not to say anything uh, yeah. And it was never spoken of again. Uh, but then, you know, for some people, that's what they prefer. They just prefer mm-hmm. to just move on yeah. and and just put it down to, oh, you know, they didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, of course. It, yeah. Perhaps if they, if they were to do it again, maybe I'll say something, but I'll, I'll forgive them on this occasion yeah. because uh, I don't think they meant any ill intent. Yeah, because I think if that person would have 
said something than the person who done the scene would have been really um gutted, wouldn't you really? They they'd be like, Oh no, I can't believe I've done that. So, yeah. 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 And that's the thing, you know. And the writing order someone said to me that you triggered something in there, I'd I'd be mortified if I triggered somebody anything. Yeah. I'd hate it. Because we don't know what's gonna come out of our out of our mouth. Yeah. That's that's part of the excitement of improv. Often we surprise yeah. ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah. And therefore, because we don't know what's going to come out of our mouth, we, we can't necessarily plan to not say it. Yeah. But I think that's why the, the chat at the beginning of a session, when you do ask people for the go around, that does put it in the forefront of your mind. So oh, then yeah. like the triggers that can't be planned for, the ones that people haven't said, perhaps because they don't know it until it happens, yeah. you know, Definitely. we have to deal with those as and when. But it yeah. is good, you know. People will avoid like certain things if yeah. they know if they know to avoid them. Yeah, it goes back to as you said earlier. It, it, it's it's okay as well. I mean, I've never done it, but it's okay to say time time out. I, I just don't want to do this, and you don't have to explain it, as you say, because you don't you don't know. So, you know, one day the the thing that triggered yeah doesn't trigger the next day. It it your mind's a funny thing, and that's. That's in, in not just in and that's in, in the world, the real world, isn't it? You don't know. I could walk out here now and something could trigger me, but I could walk out and that thing there tomorrow wouldn't trigger me. And it, it's yeah. yeah. But um it isn't I'm 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 pretty I think I like to think I'm pretty good at what reading body language and and expressions. I, I like to think I am. I can use usually tell if someone's struggling or someone's you know, I can say something to them one day or not the next. I'd like to think I'm like that anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think I think you just encounter people in life as, as well as yeah. in improv that you know sort of get you or yeah. are good at reading people, and then you encounter people that you know aren't yeah. too good at reading people. Yeah. And sometimes, like, sometimes you have to sort of overcompensate for the people that can't read people. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get across. I can't, I go around the world, around the tip, yeah. That's exactly what it, what it is, yeah. Composite, and, yeah. As I say, especially when, when you read somebody new, I love it, and improv, and oh, we've never done it before. And then, because the example you had a week, a young girl come in and she said, I've never done this before. And she was shaking all the way through. But it, it was sort of endearing because when she was shaking, it made the scene look quite good. Does that make sense? Right. It, but she was, I, I made sure she was okay every time. Every time she came off, I was going, that's fantastic. And she was really, I say, yeah, you were brilliant. And then um, she she rushed out at the end and I thought, oh, don't let her she like that. And then as we were going outside, she was on the phone to a friend going, oh, it was fantastic. I really loved it. <laughs> like, oh, you know, there you go. And she was, I'll see you next week. It's a nice one. I haven't been back since then, but I don't know if she's been back. But, you know, I went, I went off thinking, oh, good. No, I made up for it. I really enjoy seeing people do improv for the first time because inevitably they're going to be nervous. Maybe yeah. they've never done anything like this before. But I look at it as, oh, perhaps I'm about to see one of the greatest improvisers mm -hmm. To ever perform in action for the oh, first yeah. time because yeah. some people have just got it 
Yes, 100%. From the very beginning, they just get it. And And then I go, bloody hell, they're better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think... I don't think the term better is a good term. Yeah. I, I, everyone is different. Everyone has a different approach yeah. to things. Yes. It took me a long time to realise that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone, I mean, I can be, in even scenes, you can be better than the best person in a scene, just that particular scene. You can come off thinking, well, yeah, that's fantastic. Even if the, even if the person has got 30 years experience, it just depends what comes out of your mouth, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I, I've done some scenes where I, I have thought, oh, yeah, that scene yeah. was great. And then yeah. when I've reflected, I've been like, ah, that scene was great because that person allowed me to be great. Yeah, that's it. Again, again you, got what, you got what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, just put, I'll just do the mind melt and just go, <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, because yeah. I love... I love to laugh. So in a scene, (laughs) so in a scene, if, if I can find a way to, to make myself chuckle if nothing else, then hopefully other people are going to laugh. And I know improv is not all about the laughter and we don't go into it for that. But for me, um, that is what I love about improv. I love to be in an environment where you can be silly Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, un- unleash the inner child and oh, just... Yeah, definitely. I always say that, yeah. Come away, <laughs> feel, you, can go in, you can go into a session thinking, oh, I really don't feel like doing this today. And then you can go home just sort of like floating on air because you think, oh, that was fantastic. It was just what I needed. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of times in, if I've got something planned and I don't feel like going, I won't go. But if I don't feel like going to improv, I always go because I always know it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, and I, I remember the last session that Seki and I ran at Flincher Funny Bone Improv. It was incredible. It was like lightning in a bottle. It was like oh. the best that we've done yet. And we've had really good sessions, but we came away from that one and we were like, that was special. Like Brilliant. the enjoyment in the room, the laughter in the room, like the buzz mm-hmm. and it's not always going to be like that. It's yeah. you know, you hope it's always going to be good, yeah. uh, but it's like when we've had sessions uh, with the Oikers, or just go into LCI yeah. sessions. You know, yeah. s- sometimes it's good, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's incredible. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's very rarely that's bad. Very rarely that you go, oh, God, I wish you hadn't gone. But well, I can't. In this, a scenes of you wish something that hadn't, hadn't happened, but as an overall session. As you say, it's either good or incredible. Yeah. Um, the last thing at LCI when I went to it was incredible. It was just I was bouncing. I was like, yay! <laughs> I nearly ran home, but I don't know just about walk. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what a cool thing where like the baseline is that it's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice stuff, isn't it? The worst it can be is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it can't be anything good, that's oh, just a bit in my heart. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good place to start to bring it to an end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hopefully this has uh, alerted people to the importance of boundaries in improv. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, 
And if you see me with a face on me, just ignore me. Just say, oh, she's having a bad day. <laughs> but it's, it's not like that because I'm always smiling. Everyone goes, oh, you're always smiling. So like, I don't know. I sm- I'll smile if I fell down a grid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I come up smiling. So uh, don't be fooled. Sometimes it's not always, it's not, it, underneath is not always there. But yeah, I'll always smile. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. Yeah. Uh, and just just before we finish, uh, so often I'll use this bit at the end just to alert people to where they can connect with the, the guests on social media and things. But I just got to briefly mention, so the last time you were on the show, you weren't an oika. Now you are an oika. I am. Woo-hoo! I am an oika. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was it was great to be able to sort of welcome a couple of new oikas we've got you and we've got jeff that have joined the oikas and coming up on the 20th of may Woo-hoo. we've got a gig yay and it is in up to my friends tea rooms in upton village and the tea rooms are called happy hatters happy hatters and if people are interested in com- coming along to the show, then if you look on the Oikers Facebook page, you'll find yeah. uh, all the information you need. It's a Friday night and it's just going to be a fun night of silliness. And there will be a jam. So if people want to come yeah. along and join in. And homemade cakes. Yes. Yes. So homemade cakes with homemade jam. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is actually. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Uh, so there we go thank you very much for coming on it's been a really interesting and informative chat thank you Ian thank you everybody for listening well thank you so much to San for coming on and discussing boundaries and improv with me there I think it's a really important topic and I'm really pleased that we gave it some airtime today and have discussed it and I hope uh, for those listening, it's uh, given you lots of food for thought and maybe it's, it's helped you to, to speak up in situations where you're improvising and you, know, you perhaps haven't felt comfortable to speak up before. You should always feel comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable in an environment, then um, maybe you need to change the environment and find one that fits you better. So again, thanks very much to San. Uh, I really enjoyed the chat. And I really enjoyed the topic. So speaking of topics, if anyone listening has got any great improv topics uh, that they think would be a good topic to discuss on the show, please uh, get in touch with me or get in touch with Emma. Uh, make us aware of it and you know we can uh, make it happen. Maybe you want to come on and discuss the topic with us or maybe you just want to give us the idea and let us um, run with it. Whatever works for you, uh, just, just let us know your ideas. Uh, again thanks to San uh, last time Sam was on the show we referenced it there she she wasn't an oika and now she is an oika um, you know I love my little oikas family we started at LCI and we are always um, hugely connected to LCI in everything that we do we do have a show coming up and it would be great if people listening could come. It's just short form silliness. And as we said, there is an opportunity to get involved. Uh, If you're interested in coming along, it's on the 20th of May. It's a Friday night, seven o'clock. And 
it's just going to be a good laugh. The tickets, or all the information about it, you can just find the Oikas Facebook page or the Oikas website. It's O I C K E R S. That's how you spell Oikas. And yeah, just it would be great if we saw some familiar faces or perhaps some unfamiliar faces, uh, but familiar listeners. I don't know how I'll recognize you, uh, but you know, you could just come and tell me that you listen to the show. That would be great. There's lots more coming from LCI in terms of live shows as well. So do check out the last Friday of every month. They have special guests, guest teams coming in. The Boss Birds uh, and Friends show is always such a great show. Uh, the Boss Birds themselves are just pure class and you will learn so much from them and you will laugh so much because of them. So yeah, if you get along to anything the Boss Birds are doing, then that would be great. And all the guest teams that get to perform with them as well, it's, it's well worth putting the last Friday of every month into your calendar and getting over to Liverpool to the Fly and the Loaf to support uh, yeah, everything that LCI is putting on. Uh, this episode is the first one of my episodes where I've come to the decision that just because of my busy schedule over the next school term I am gonna just do every other week certainly for a little bit we'll see how it goes um, but yeah I am reaching a very busy uh, period uh, in life in, in my job so I didn't want the the show to suffer so the best way to do that is to take the pressure off a little bit and just go every other week certainly for the time being um, so the next episode will be out in a couple of weeks uh, it gives people more time to digest uh, everything that's being said every week I guess so but as always I just appreciate your support I appreciate you as a listener you that are listening right now I love doing this and you're giving me you know the opportunity to carry on doing this just by listening um, so thank you very much if you're interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on facebook by searching for liverpool comedy improv and on twitter and instagram we are at live comedy improv we have a facebook page too so check that out give us a like give us a follow and you'll see all important information posted there as and when if you're a member of the lci community and you'd like to be a guest on the show then please get in touch with me or with emma bird and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible i'd like to remind you all that if you are listening on apple or spotify please give us a five star rating and give us a review hopefully a positive one uh, because it's little things like that that help to boost the show and really uh, get our name out there i recently read uh, some more excellent reviews of the show from america uh, of all places um because i don't know if anyone knows too much about podcasting but so because i'm based in the uk um the only reviews i have access to generally are the reviews um, that are made in the uk but there is a particular website that I use that sort of gives some stats on the podcast and every now and again you get like a, 
a seven day review of, of, of what's just gone on and it tells you where you're placing in charts across the world and that kind of thing. Um, but I've noticed recently on there that if there have been reviews made in a different country, there is a small window of time where I actually get to see them. So there was some great reviews coming in from some American listeners, uh, which is really, really great to hear that not only are we being listened to across the globe, but people are liking the show enough uh, to you know, rate and review the show. So thank you very much. If, if one of the people listening right now is, is someone that has recently written a re review, then uh, I really appreciate you uh, for taking the time to do that. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more about me on social media, then you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for at Ian Luke Jones. I'm always going to push you in the direction of my YouTube channel. There's all sorts of content on there. If you like silly jokes, I've got nearly a hundred of them in my humorous moment um, playlist. So. That has been something I've been doing uh, every Wednesday for about two years now, just uh, giving a little moment of silliness every week to help get people over that midweek hump. Uh, but as well as that, I've got music from back in the days when I called myself a musician and had a band. Uh, check out us out on there, the Ian Luke experience. I've got sort of holiday vlogs on there. I've got just random things i've got loads of improv on there as well you know the pandemic gave lots of opportunities for recording sort of improv scenes i was in and they are mostly all on my youtube channel so check it out and uh, if you could like videos and subscribe on there then you know i'd really appreciate that as well and that's pretty much it for this week but before i go here are some words that are wise 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 Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and...